Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. If you don't have a full 50 minutes to listen to James and Mason make their picks in the UFC this weekend, that's cool. You won't hurt their feelings much. Grab the DGENS app. D-E-G-E-N-S exclamation point. It's for Android. It's in the app store for iOS. Grab it, and I post all their picks Friday morning. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey, everybody. Arch here. It is Thursday morning, and we're talking UFC with the whole sports sesh crew, James and Mason. What's going on, James? Uh, Very well, thank you. Arch, how about yourself, mate? You doing good? Oh, yeah. Doing fine. Doing fine. Mason, what's going on, man? I'm, I'm doing good, Arch. Cheers for having me back on. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is a big. It's a big fight, big fight weekend. We needed to get both brains on here. Now, James. Hello. You, uh, what's I know going, where this is good. Yeah, what's going on, man? Like, uh, yeah. How's your health? Uh, as of right now, I'm literally showing no symptoms. I'm all right, but and, um, I think on Tuesday, one of my housemates, a good friend of mine, tested positive for COVID-19. He did the test on the Monday, got tested positive on Tuesday. It just, you know, it was all surreal. I was there like, are you joking? Like, is this some sort of joke? But clearly not. And we've been informed, obviously we had to self-isolate for 14 days. And then today, another good mate of mine gets told uh, he did an exam last week filled with some like first year second year students and then two of them who took the exam with him had tested positive for covid unfortunately well fortunately for me i haven't seen him or been in contact with him um after or since the exam only time i met him was before yeah it's just all crazy man but yeah i'm all i'm all good as of right now i mean i'm sure no sort of symptoms and you know we're, we're doing our best to sort of you know get through this as a house and hopefully come away with like you know all in good health and you know come away from those 14 days better and you know hopefully we can just get on with our lives but yes it's just so crazy man honestly oh man so you're stuck inside for 14 days yeah i'm stuck inside for 14 days oh. but um luckily you know it gives me a lot of time to catch up do some work and um see what's going on with the ufc world watch a bit more football or <laughs> soccer as you gents over there call it yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, man, sucks, sucks that you're stuck inside, but maybe it's a benefit to us. Let's get to it. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's look at the main card, the main fight. Let's do it. Yes. Let's go for it. I'm very much looking forward to this one between Israel and Sanya and Paulo Costa. Two guys who are both undefeated, like I said, and time and time again, someone's always got to go. And I've, I've been a big fan of Israel and Sanya for God knows how long. I mean, I've been talking about his name in his uh, kickboxing days and as you know he made his debut against Wilkinson in the UFC and albeit he won by decision I believe it wasn't obviously the most convincing of performances even then I was still chatting a load of waffles saying how he was become going to become the next champion and to do it in just under two years I mean it's nothing short of spectacular and all respect goes to Israel Adesanya I mean that guy is just insane you know people call him skinny but I mean, he's just a very tall, lengthy middleweight with just such a high, you know, level of kickboxing skill. He's got great reach, and you know, I think that's going to be the edge coming into the fight with Paulo Costa, who is just a knockout artist himself. I mean, his nickname's the Eraser, and my God, does he live up to that? I mean, I think he's thirteen and zero with the majority of them coming by knockouts. And people talk about how Paulo Costa, you know, has got had a reasonably comfortable run to the title shot and the title picture. And I think his only tough test came against Romero. Some people thought Romero would have won that, but, um, you know, you can only beat what's in front of you. And he's got the perfect opportunity to become a, mid- a middleweight champion, a Brazilian middleweight champion. I think when you hear those two words together, all you think of is uh, Anderson Silva over the pastures. But, you know, Paulo Costa has a chance and, you know, he really does have a big chance coming into this one. I think, with Adesanya, his best attributes is his striking defence, you know, and, you know, he uses that like long reach and his height advantage to sort of get him away from, 
you know, keep him outside of those heavy shots and to sort of keep him out of danger. And, you know, he's very good when it comes to striking. A lot, he lands a lot of significant strikes, but uh, he's very cautious when on the back stick. You saw his fight with Yara Romero and, you know, a lot of people blamed um, Israel Desanya in that one, but you can't blame him. I've given him no sit whatsoever. I think you don't want to stand and trade with a guy like Yoel Romero because he will knock you out. Adesanya, I mean, in my opinion, there's times where we've seen him whereby he's not protected his chin well. And in terms of with his hands and his guards as well, he leaves it a bit open and this sort of slow parts of his game where Paolo Costa could exploit. But then a lot of the time, you know, his distant management as well, his movement is brilliant. And I think strategically he could get this one, but with Paolo Costa, I mean, that man can do it all. He's just so powerful. And I think he's got a good, a lot of people tend to, you know, overlook the fact that he's got a good BJJ background. He's got a good ground game as well. So if he can take the fight to the floor, who knows, he could get the submission finish. I doubt we will see that because Israel Desanya's takedown defence is unbelievably great. So in my opinion, if Paolo Costa wants to get this done, he has got 15 minutes to knock Israel Adesanya out and then it just becomes a sort of one-sided affair because we've never seen Paolo Costa sort of test himself in the championship rounds or ever go that far. So if the fight does go past the third round, then we may see Israel Adesanya control the fight because you look at Costa, I mean, he is a big guy. I'm surprised he makes 185 every time. And does he have the cardio to last five rounds? I don't know. But to say the least, I think this is going to be such a great fight on paper. And I'm going to go for an Israel Adesanya via decision on this one. All right, Mason. Well, as as we know, the champ Israel doesn't need an introduction as we've seen in his past few fights, what he can do. But... We'll go go back to Paulo Costa's last fight against Yoel Romero. As James was saying, we could say Romero won that, but the decision was given to Paulo Costa on the night. But I think his explosiveness in the fight could be his downfall. I think when when he's going to charge forward, Israel's just going to pick him apart and take the quick counter shots to get the points in the rounds. And as I agree with James in saying if Paulo Costa's going to knock him out, it's going to be in the first 15 minutes. But... I don't see that being very, very likely. I, I agree with James. I see an Israel Adesanya decision on this one. Oh, a decision as well. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'll defer to you guys on this one. I, I don't see a number. I don't see a stat that gives me much confidence that Paulo could win this fight. It looks like an, an Israel uh, win, no matter which way I slice it. Uh, he opened up minus 175. He's minus 162 now. So it's getting a little bit better for him. Just a seven cent shift. I don't think it's any reason to panic yet. No. Uh, but let's see. Israel by via decision is plus 300. So that's pretty good. You're getting plus 300 on that. Somebody's moving around quite a bit. Getting a lot of mic interference. Um, let's see here. Uh, if Israel ends the fight early, it's paying plus 130. So it looks like the number shading just a little bit towards a TKO KO or submission, yeah. but yeah, if, if it if it can go the full distance and Israel gets a decision, that's a nice payout on a minus one sixty two. I'm gonna follow you guys there. The big question I have is how long will it take Israel to get into the ring? Will it be ten minutes or less? <laughs> I mean, you know, if he wants to add some of these uh, walkout drama, and if he's <laughs> if he's got his you know backup breakup dances yeah. in his back pocket, you never know. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> It could uh, it could ruffle Costa's feathers to say the least, but you know that's part of the sport. I mean, right, that's right. probably one of the weirdest slash mesmerizing knockout um, walkouts we've seen in the UFC. And obviously Dana White himself is just there, like, what the bloody hell are you doing? We never <laughs> want to see this again. But you know that's just the way the that's just the way the cookie crumbles with Israel Adesanya. It is. It, it'll be fun to watch, that's for sure. But it's time <laughs> to move on to a fight that probably won't be as fun to watch. Really. Uh, which one are you showing next? Let's just see. Dom- Dominic Reyes versus Jan Blachowicz. Yeah. I don't know if this is going to really? be as fun to watch. Yeah, let's see. What do you think? Oh, well, well, well. No, no, come on. You know, uh, you see me, you know, take the lead in terms of my predictions. And then, you know, towards the end, I'm like, you know, Arch, give, give your prediction. Oh, but okay, Arch, okay. I'm going to let you say why you don't think this is going to be the best fight on the paper. It looks like Dominic Reyes is going to dominate. From what I'm seeing, yeah. it just looks like an absolute one-sided domination fight. I don't think Jan is going to have much of a chance. 
do this. Yeah. I haven't looked at usually while you're talking, I look at fight times here. Uh, yeah, Dominic. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I got, you know, you start talking, I can, you know, read a book. I can, I can read a whole bunch of stuff. You know, you can make a cup of tea before <laughs> I finish. <laughs> exactly. No, but it looks like I'm looking at these, I'm looking at the stats, I'm looking at, uh, yeah. you know, the rankings, I'm looking at everything. I don't see a scenario where Jan's gonna have much of a shot here. Am I wrong? Well, there was at one point a couple of years ago where I think Jan Blaovic was one and four. Like he lost, you know, he's on such a crap streak and out of nowhere, he's just burst back onto the scene and burst back into the title picture. Um, again, I'm a big fan of Dominic Reyes. I mean, he's got a 12 and one record and he's won 58% of his fights by a knockout. And before the defeat to John Jones, where again, is one of them fights where the judges may have scored it wrong, but uh you know, he suffered the first defeat of his professional career. And again, you know what to expect from Dominic Reyes. I think he certainly gave John Jones one of his better fights in recent memory to date. And I don't know, like I said, you know what to expect from both fighters. They're predominantly strikers in terms on paper. He's got a, so many knockout victories under his belt. He's got excellent takedown defence, whereas you've seen Jan Lovic has got a bit of underrated... Um, BJJ sort of uh, grappling exchanges as well. He can take the fight. He's very well-rounded, Jan Blachowicz, in that sense. But he's a very explosive fighter. I mean, that Polish power, my God, I'm not kidding you. That is legit. I've been, <laughs> I've got a couple of Polish friends myself, and believe me, they hit hard. So, you know, you look at Jan Blachowicz, who's competing at light heavyweight. I mean, this guy can knock the living daylights out of you, but so can Reyes. He's got a lot of first-round mm-hmm. finishes. He's very athletic, and, you know, Reyes, if Jan Blachowicz wants to take Dominic Reyes into deep waters, Dominic Reyes is there, like, so be it. I can compete with you on all fronts. Yeah, no, I, 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 in a way, I kind of agree with you. I mean, that there's certainly a path, a, a big path to victory for Dominic Reyes in this one. Reyes, if you look at Jan Blachowicz, I mean, I'm sort of trying to point my head as point my fingers to where he can get this done. But um, if he can somehow get the fight to the floor, maybe get the submission win because he's got a couple of submission wins under his belt, Blachowicz. You never know. Um, that's a tough one. He's got a good takedown accuracy percentage. So it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, he's coming off of the first round win over Corey Anderson, who's now at Bellator. So, yeah, this is a rejuvenated Jan Blachowicz, and it'll be interesting to see. I mean, there's certainly a lot of people I've seen on social media that who are taking that plus line mm-hmm. for Jan Blachowicz. It's, it's Again, it's one of them scenarios with Israel Desanya and Costa. I think Jan Blachowicz has got to get it done early before we see a sort of dominant res. I wouldn't even say domination. You can just control the fight. But even then, I say Jan Blachowicz can get it done early. So can Dominic Reyes. So, I mean, you just never know. But um, I'm a huge fan of Dominic Reyes. I thought he's very unlucky against my guy, John Jones. So, mm-hmm. Originally, I was leaning towards a decision, but I'm going to go for a Dominic Reyes for our fourth round TKO. Mason, what do you think? Um, well, if we look back at Dom's last fight against Jones, personally, I, I, I was on the fence on how the judges scored it, but on a new, on a neutral point, it could have been scored to John, it could have been scored to Dom, but as James has said, Jan, Jan's a fighter that's going to explode in the fight, similar to Paolo Costa, and I think, again, that I think it's going to be quite similar to the main event, this fight, where Jan's going to like power forward, and Dominic Reyes is going to use his count punches very well to win the points in the round, and overall win the round, and I'm going to go for a Dominic Reyes win via decision. A decision? You think you're going to go the distance? How much, okay, how much gas does uh, Jan have left in the tank because he has fought a lot. Do you mm. think that rejuvenation? You think it's? I mean, do you think he can keep it up? Because what is this? What is this? He's. Uh, I think he's like thirty-seven. Now, thirty-seven like with that. thirty-four fights under his belt. Yeah. Ah, damn! Crazy. That's a lot of tread on those tires. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think at one point, a lot of the light heavyweight contenders or a lot of light heavyweight prospects were coming into the picture and think. You know, we want Jan Blovich to get ourselves at the rankings. And it's crazy to think now he's a title contender. So he's he's taken a lot of beatings over the years and he's been in a lot of interesting fights over the years. So it'd be interesting to see if he's got the sort of the mental capacity and the sort of chin to compete for five hard rounds. Because Dominic Reyes, I mean, he may be coming into this fight thinking he's the champion. So he's going to be very confident in his approach and whether Jan Blachowicz can last the full distance is beyond me. I, I, I don't know. I don't think he can, because like you said, oh, she's getting on a bit. 
it's coming towards the end of his career. I think his his uh, fiance is about to give birth. I think soon, so maybe he's going to think about life after the when he retires after the cage. So it'll be interesting to see how he approaches his fight. But I totally agree with you, mate. All right, let's see here. Well, uh, Reyes opened up minus two fifty overall. He's minus two eighty one now. Jan opened up plus two hundred. He's plus two thirty now. So I mean, it is a nice payout if you like Jan. You should definitely. Yeah. Jump on it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Reyes to win via decision is paying minus 105. If it ends in the third, you're looking at plus 800. So that's pretty good. And Mason, your uh, Reyes by decision place pays plus 275. So that's a good that's a good little chunk of change there. Let's hope you're right, Mason. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, I... I yeah, Reyes is going to win from what I can see. So, yeah, either follow, you know, James and Mason or, you know, both. <laughs> Take the fourth round TKO and the decision and you'll get paid. All right. All right. Next up, what do you got, James? Obviously, by the title fight, I mean, the card isn't really that stacked, to be honest, in all fairness. I mean, you got Kai Kara France versus Brendan Royval, a flyweight belt, I believe. So, It'll be interesting to see because obviously he's an Israel Desanya teammate, Kai Kara, and he's 27 years of age, but he's fought almost 30 professional fights in his career, and a lot of his wins have come via submission, or a big chunk of them have come via submission. I think Kai Kara has won five out of the last of his last six fights, so I think he's coming off of a win against Tyson Nam. He averages a very good striking he lands a good couple of strikes per minute. I think he's just over five strikes a minute, significantly speaking. He's got a, not a great accuracy in terms of his striking. He's got 38% significant strikes. So it'll be interesting to see how he approaches a guy like Brandon. I mean, again, Kai Kara, you know what to expect from him. He's, he's very well-rounded, but he's not the best in terms of his striking approach. He's got a good striking game, but predominantly he comes from that kickboxing background. He's got a blue belt in BJJ. And he, in all fairness, I say he's got not got the best of striking he has got a couple i think he's got nine knockouts slash tk victories but you know he can pop in both hands and he's, he uses his legs very well which impresses me the most and he's very capable of countering and he's got the and you look at a flyweight i mean that guy has a cardio for days that certainly helps him when it comes to the decision and this will be a good test for kai Kara against brandon Royval, who's uh, picked up a submission He's got a lot of uh, submission victories under his belt. He's 11 and 4, and he's coming off of a win over Tim Elliott back in May, I believe. And he's, he himself is on a good run. He's won six out of his last seven fights. And again, Brandon is more of a, a takedown artist. He himself isn't the striking expert himself. So on the feet, I may give Kai Kara the edge. And then on the mat, I mean, you know, it's anyone's game. I think Roy Bauer is a terrific grappler who's comfortable of fighting off of his back. And, you know, he's shown a wide range of submission attempts. And he's got certainly a lot of tools in his arsenal when the fight does go to the ground. So it'll be interesting to see how he competes on the feet. Roy Val, who can be very sloppy at times in terms of his approach, but he does mix in that the kicks and the strikes very well. So... I don't think this fight is going to um, be stopped. I don't think anyone's going to get a finish. I think we will see this fight go the full distance. And I think just because he's got a lot of decision victories and he's got the cardio for days, I'm going to go for a Kaikara France by a decision. Mason? Well, I've gone um, a bit of the opposite to James. I've gone for a Brandon Royval by second round submission. Mm. I've said that because he's got the number of submission wins on his record and I'm sure I've seen um, all of Kai Kara France's UFC, UFC fights have gone the distance, but I, just, I don't think he'll get the job done against Brandon. I think Brandon's going to get the second round submission win. I like it. Wow, taking the underdog. Ooh, that's good stuff. Alright, let's see. Uh, Kai Kara opened up minus 210. He's minus... 233 now and uh brandon opened up plus 175 he's plus 195 now so it's getting worse for the favorite getting better for the underdog no no surprise there um let's see james your decision for kai Kara is minus 120 so it's still still a negative line there yeah uh, brandon royal if he actually can stop the fight or end the fight early plus 333 there and the second let's see what are we getting here in the second we're getting plus 1100 Ooh, mason i'm gonna follow you baby <laughs> like man <laughs> the payout is Wise so choice. good yeah payout's so good dang 1100 let's hope you're right 
Mm. All right. Moving on. James, what are you showing next? Uh, next up, I believe we've got uh, Ketlin Vieira versus yes, Ciara yes. Eubanks. Is that That's what you've got, mate? Sir. Oh, I mean, every time I see Sajara Eubanks fight, you, you know my opinion on Sajara. Oh, I, I, I just don't rate the woman at all. I think she is coming off of a win and fair play to her. You know, she's coming off a win, I think it was about a week or two ago. And for her to turn around and go to Dana, look, I want to fight on Fight Island. Here's who I want to fight. Yada, yada, yada. Fair play to her for a quick turnaround. But I'm just not one of her biggest fan, to say the least. When you look at uh, Ketlin Vieira, it's going to be a different kettle of fish for Sajara. It's going to be a really, really tough test for her at the office. I think she's got a 10-1 and record, Vieira. She suffered her first professional career defeat against Irene Aldana in her last fight so it'll be interesting to see how she approaches that fight again she won the five out of her last six and she's coming off again a loss to Vieira a lot of her wins Vieira have come via submission so again she's very complete when it comes to takedowns she will attempt very early on to sort of get the fight to the floor and she does average a good takedown percentage and it'll be interesting to see how she approaches that fight against Eubanks. I think we'll just see the sort of same approaches she does to all of her fights, sort of trying to look for the takedown and frustrate her opponent on the mat. And again, she's a black belt on GJ, uh, BJJ. So you know what to expect from her. She's going to take the fight to the floor, but she's also got a good kickboxing. So she can use the kickboxing sort of striking ability to advantage and her wrestling is just unbelievably, unbelievably great. She's very effective in the clinch. So that could score her some points and then eventually lead to the takedown. And she's very effective, like I said, both on the clinch and then the ground. And then with Sajara, I mean, she's six and four and a lot of her fights have gone the distance. She is a decision merchant, to say the least. She's won four of her last six. So she's, she's got an impressive record. She's predominantly a striker herself. So again, you look at Vieira, who's just been knocked out in the last fight, I believe, to Aldana. She's not going to want to stand and trade with Eubank, she knows the drill, she knows the score, she knows what to expect from Eubank. Is she going to try and want to take the fight to the floor early on? And I think we will see that eventually. But again, you know, Eubanks has got good takedown accuracy as well. So I think with Vieira, you know what the game plan is from her. With Eubanks, she's going to try and look for a finish or maybe outpoint Vieira. But uh, this is not going to be, <laughs> this is going to be the best of fights on paper. I'm going to go for a Vieira by decision. Mason. Well, I, I agree with James on this one. I think I'm not Eubank's biggest fan either, but I noticed that three out of four of Vieira's UFC wins have come via decision uh, just for that reason and how well she can do to take her down. I think she's going to grind it out for a decision win. All right. Both of you on the decision. Let's take a look here and see what it is. Uh, Vieira opened up like minus 188, right in that range. She's minus 195 now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and nothing, nothing too crazy there. Uh, decision. Oh, it's reloading now. There we go. Uh, decision on Vieira is going to pay plus one ten. So you are getting a plus line there. That's good. I think you're probably right. I don't see a whole lot of. Uh, I don't see. They're surprisingly close when I look at these yeah. stats. They're, they're you know, it, it looks like it could be a close fight. So hopefully you're right. It could go decision. But I don't see anything that tells me that Eubanks is going to win this one. So I'll follow you guys on that. Well, I hope so. I mean, like I said, I'm not a big fan of Eubanks, and I totally ruled her out in her last fight. But mm -hmm. you never know, she could surprise anyone. But to turn around this quickly and then to fly all the way to Abu Dhabi, it's, it's going to be a tough ask. That's a toll. That's a toll on you. Yeah. 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 All right. Next up, what? Whoa, I'll let you pronounce the, those names. Uh, we've got Hakim Dawoodu versus Zubair Tugov. There you go. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah I feel I did all right. <laughs> I, I, I love Hakim. I mean, he's 11-1, well, and then 11-1-1, one one, if you will. I mean, I've got nothing but respect for the play, but you look at Zubair, I mean, again, one of them Russians who trains with Khabib, so you know he's going to be difficult to beat. He's got a lot of experience under his belt. Um, and you look at Hakim Dawoodu, I mean, he's got a very great kickboxing background and he's very good in his Muay Thai striking. He's coming off of a lot of um, decision wins. I think he's 4-1 and one under the UFC banner and I think all of those four wins in the UFC have come via decision. He's a bit of a, he's, well, he's been dubbed as this bit of a prospect but I think if he needs to live up to that, 
he's needs to start getting some impressive knockout victories under his belt and start uh, stop looking for these uh, decision victories because that's not going to bode well with Dana, who you know is obsessed with knockouts and finishes. So. Yeah, it'll be a tough pass for Dawood. I mean, he's very athletic, he throws hard, he's very comfortable in the stand-up where he just works the body and just delivers so many accurate kicks and punches to the body. And before those decision victories, he was known as a bit of a knockout artist. He's got good cardio, so he can go the distance. He's very capable of not tiring towards the end. And again, he's got the ability to take uh, defend takedowns and grind out victories. But again, this is going to be huge ask. You know, Zubaye again, trains with Khabib. He's 19-4-1, hugely experienced. And guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy, insane, maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I think he's won six out of his last eight fights. He's coming over off of a win against Kevin Nagila. He's very tough to beat. And again, Tugov, I mean, he's very successful in terms of his takedown and he's got a very accurate approach and when it comes to taking the fight down. So I don't know. I think this is going to be a tough one for Hakeem. Again, we look at a guy like Tugov, who's very good in his Muay Thai and he's very good when it takes the fight to the floor. So he can sort of... You know, wherever the fight goes, he's he's comfortable to buy in. I think eleven of his, I think he's got a lot of um, decision victory. So he's won eleven out of the thirteen fights that have gone the distance. So again, this has got a full fifteen minutes written all over it. I mean, again, both guys are capable on the feet, and a guy like Zubay is capable of getting the fight to the floor and just frustrating his opponents. So this this is going to be a fun one to watch between two, you know, power strikers with you know, good background and good versatility and enough cardio to certainly keep the fans pleased for full 15 minutes. So I'm going to go for a Zubai. I want Hakeem to win. I really do. But um, I just think just because of his sheer experience, I'm going to go for Zubai via a decision by decision. Mason, what do you got? Well, I, I agree with the winner. I think Zubai Tahugov's going to get the job done. But I was looking at his record and he's got a few TKO wins. Um, so I'm, I'm going for a third round TKO but we also know he's got great wrestling and we see, we've seen that, we see that in quite a lot of his fights and especially in his fight against Laurel Murphy where the fight ended a draw to Hugo dominated a lot of the wrestling while, while it was on the ground so for that reason I, I think he might get a ground and pound win so I'm going to go for a th- third round TKO for, to Hugo Oh wow, okay so everybody's on that 
let's see here. Uh, Hakeem opened up plus, just depending on your book, this either opened up like even both sides, but a pinnacle, it's Hakeem plus 100 and Zabir Zubayir. I'm not going to, I'm just that guy. Minus 115. Yeah, Zubayir. <laughs> minus 115. Zubayir's minus 119 now and Hakeem's plus 104. So pretty close. The money line's got this mm. a pr- pretty close fight with, you know, people just shading over to Zubayir. Uh, let's see, but via decision is plus 187. So you are getting some value there, plus 187. Mason called it in the third early. So if Zubayir just wins by TKO, KO submission, that's plus 333. So that's a nice little payout right there. In the third, you're looking at plus 1600. If you guys know me, greed will always win out. So I, I, got, <laughs> I, I got to follow Mason there because that's huge. That's huge. That'll pay for the whole Wise night right choice. there. Yeah. yeah. Choice, but I mean, you're getting a plus line in all three. So you could easily bet James's decision and Mason's TKO and Mason's round stoppage. And if, you know, if you get, you know, if, if you're looking okay, if you just, you know, Dutch, you can Dutch bet that. No problem. All right. Next up. I believe this is the feature out on the prelims versus the yeah, Alex Silvers Brad Riddell. Um, okay. I'm so torn in this fight. I mean, I really, I really don't know. You look at Ooh. Brad on paper. He's been dubbed as this big prospect, and uh, he's, he's he's very young. To be fair, he's 24, but he's got so many bloody fights under his belt. I think he's got about 24, 23 mm. professional wins under his belt. So it'll be interesting to see how he steps up because he's not been uh, on the best of runs in the UFC. I think he's one of one, so he's going to need a big victory against the guy like Brad Riddell, who's formerly a stand-up kickboxer, a bit of a prodigy in that sort of department. Produced a lot of very memorable UFC reels over in recent times, his debut, I believe, last year or so. He's a very destructive striker, but um, I think in one of his previous fights against Magomed Mustaev, he had to sort of force to resort to the wrestling uh, game, uh, Riddell, whereby I think he just had a split decision. So he's very capable on the feet, but then again, and we've shown in his last fight with Magomed, he's capable on the floor. And it's going to be an interesting one, to say the least, with Alex Silva. I mean, a lot of his wins, he's got a lot of stoppages, to say the least. I think he's 21-2. and two. And he, like I said, he enters the octagon with 20 stoppages and yeah, and he's just phenomenal. I mean, unfortunately, he's coming off of, he came in, coming off of a win, but again, before that, he lost in his debut, I believe, to shots for a headlock. And again, no, sorry, he lost for a headlock to Alexander Yakolev in his promotional debut. So it'll be interesting to see how he steps up against a guy like Brad Vidal, who's, you know, he's capable to stand as well and trade with uh, Brad. So it's going to be interesting to see who's going to win the striking exchanges. And at 24, you know, Alex is still a bit of a promising fighter, but I don't know. I think, I think Brad on paper, from my sort of perspective, I think he's going to get the better of uh, De Silva and the striking exchanges. And I think he's just going to get out points and out struck on the feet. And again, with Brad's impressively well-rounded game, and like I said, he's very capable on the mat. I think he's going to be very sufficient all round and wherever the fight goes, he will be capable. Can the silver win? Yeah, yeah, of course he can. But I'm going to go for Brad via third man take care. All right, Mason, what do you have? Well, I've gone pretty much the opposite. I've gone for Alex De Silva via second round TKO. Ooh. I think I think De Silva's got a good stand up and he's got a number of finishes on his record. So I, I think he's going to get the job done by a second round TKO. This looks. I'm just looking at it on paper. This looks to be a closer fight. Then I think the money line indicates Brad is minus three thirty. Opened at minus three thirteen. He's minus three thirty one now. That's a pretty big favorite. And De Silva opened up plus two fifty two. He's plus two sixty five now. That seems a little high, doesn't it, James? Or no? You think it's actually going to be that one sided? I don't think it's going to be one sided. I know I've gone for a via that round CKO, but I mean. Just based on his, you know, like I said, De Silva is very promising. He's very athletic, and he's very—he's got the ex- uh, experience at such a young age. He can compete with Brad in sort of every department. It's a bit unfair, you know, how it's that one-sided. But then again, I do believe Brad will get it done by decision. Whether it's going to be that one-sided, I do not know. I don't think it will be. I think it'll be pretty close. Okay. All right, let's break it down. Uh, third round TKO. If it ends early stoppage for Brad, the plus one thirty. If it ends in the third exactly, plus 900. So that's that's pretty sweet. 
but I think uh, Mason's going to get more. Yeah. If De Silva wins uh, by KO, TKO, or submission, plus 400. In the second, plus 1,400. So, man, hopefully one of you is right because we could bet all. <laughs> we, I, I might bet all these and, and see what happens. Just in but, case. Yeah, man. But, geez, let's, let's hope one of you is right here on the round and stoppage. So, if it goes decision, we're boned. <laughs> <laughs> all right what do we got next here is that the uh jake matthews fight yeah versus diego sanchez yes 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 okay yeah yeah, yeah. uh oof. this is horrible, I mean, horrible. Look at diego sanchez yeah <laughs> he, he's been around the game mixed martial arts game for a while i mean he's got 42 professional uh matches under his belt 30 and 12 records and he's coming off of a win against um Mikhail. Pereira and obviously if you saw that fight <laughs> Pereira was winning arguably the, the fight itself until he stupidly went in with an, an, an illegal knee and then Diego Sanchez was like well you know what let's, let's disqualify him let's get the win via disqualification I mean that's a bit unfair but you know you look at Diego Sanchez he's obviously going to take that uh, so he's won I think he's through a three and two in his last five fights so He's getting towards the end of his career, but he's you know still you know picking up some big wins against uh, some decent opponent. But again, the losses have come to some very experienced, better guys against like Mikhail uh, Kaisa, Matt Brown, I Quinta. So whether he's got the ability to sort of keep this going, and I, I'm not too sure. Against a guy like Jake Matthews, who again got some experience under his belt as well. But again, he's very, very, very much younger than Diego um, Sanchez, I think. He's 26. He's again. He's been competing in the MMA game for a while, to be fair, and he's coming off of a win against uh, Weber Meek by decision in February. So it'll be interesting to see how he does because he returned to middleweight from lightweight in 2017 after consecutive losses to Holbrook and Kevin Lee, and he's got a very good submission um, background, Jake Matthews. So it'll be interesting to see how he can deal with a guy like Diego Sanchez, who is capable himself on the map. But I don't know if he's going to be wanting to sort of compete with Jake on the map, but um, it'll be interesting to see how those pair match up on paper. I don't think Jake Matthews has the sort of power to get a couple of knockout, um, to sort of land on Diego Sanchez clean and sort of take him down. I don't know. I think he's got the tools though in his well-rounded approach to sort of dominate against a guy like Sanchez. Again, he's not going to put him away. I do think he has the ability to sort of, be dominant in the striking exchanges and also be strong in terms of his takedown approach. And he's got the great takedown defense as well. So I think Sanchez is really going to struggle in this one. I'm going to go for a Jake Matt. Well, I say he's going to struggle. I think this one does go the full distance, mm. but I do see Matthew sort of controlling and dominating a large chunk of the fight where it sees him getting the decision victory. All right, Mason. Well, I agree that it's going to go the full distance, but to be honest, I'm not too looking forward to this fight. I've, I've gone for Diego Sanchez's decision just because of the experience he's got, but I really don't know. I'm not I'm not looking too forward to this fight, if I'm being honest with you. Well, yeah, yeah. The, 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 uh, the odds bear that out. Jake Matthews, let's see here. I want to make sure I got the right number here. Opened up minus 632. He's minus 727 now. Diego Sanchez opened up plus 449. He's plus 500 now. It's about as... Yeah, this looks to be almost... Is it the... Is it the... Yeah, this is the most one-sided fight according to the uh, odds that we've got. It looks like Jake Matthews should just come in and just massacre him. <clears throat> Based on that, there's just no chance. Uh, let's see here. Via decision, Jake Matthews is paying out... Eh, it's only minus 110. Interesting. Interesting that a minus 727 fighter is getting minus 110 on the decision. Hmm. Something smells. Something really smells. Uh, Mason, if Diego Sanchez wins uh, via decision plus 900, that's more what you'd expect on uh, such a heavy underdog. But that's interesting to me. That's only minus 110 on a negative 727. I think the uh, I think the Mason approach might be the right approach on this one and just kind of avoid this fight altogether. <laughs> something doesn't feel right something does not feel right because okay even jake matthews to win by ko tko or submission is plus 137 mm. man you're getting a plus line on a minus 727 fighter mm. something's wrong something's wrong 
It'll be interesting to see that one. All right. What do you got next up? Shane Young versus Ludovic Klein. Is that what yeah, you got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, unfortunately for Young, I mean, he was on a, a, an impressive street, to say the least, until he met, uh, had the misfortune of meeting the current featherweight champion, Alexander Volkanovsky, who sort of obviously snapped the five-fight win streak off Shane Young and then obviously went on to win the champion. But Shane Young's been impressive since. I think he's got two... Two wins since uh, earning a fight of the night in his second round knockout against Rolando Dai. He's, he's, he's doing okay. However, this is his first fight since February 2019. And you look at uh, Livet Klein, who's started off, you know, as a, a very good pro, professional record. He started off at 5 0 until now he's hit a difficult, weird pass. He's 16 2 now. So he's doing okay for him. And in 2017, he was 3-2, and and which saw him get choked out by Aiden Lee and the various promotions in Cage Warriors. So it'll be interesting to see how he comes up against a guy like Shane Young, who hasn't fought so in such a long time. And you've got, I think, I believe if I'm correct, I think Klein's stepping in for Nate Lander, who I think he tested positive for COVID like two weeks ago, and, you know, he's just not been cleared to fight. So... I think a lot of people uh, have really been impressed with Klein in terms of his sort of MMA professional career. It'd be interesting to see how he steps up. I think, if I'm correct, this might be his UFC debut, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is his UFC debut because he's been competing in various promotions across Europe, I think, and across Europe and Asia. So he's fighting out of Slovakia. He's 25. He's very good in terms of his striking approach and I'm you know, very much looking forward to seeing how this guy does in his debut because you've seen how some people have impressed in their UFC debut. I mean, one of the standout ones is Yuri Pashaka against uh, Volkan Uzdemir, just knocked him out in the second round and could we see another sort of dominant, you know, impressive performance from Klein? I think we can. I mean, he's a very lethal southpaw striker who just likes to blend in the left strikes and the left hooks and the left high kick as well. He can. He's very adept. He's a very adept sorry, in kickboxing in his own right, and I think he'll have the edge in terms of the speed and the movement. And he's got all the ability to beat a guy like Shane Young in his UFC debut and sort of go from there. And so I'm going to fully back the Slovakian on this one. I'm going to go for a climb by a second TKO. Okay. What have you got in this one, Mason? Um, I've gone for Klein first round TKO because as we've seen we've got he's got a number of TKO finishes on his record and he's got a really good stand-up game so I don't see Shane getting the victory on this one so I've gone for a Klein first round TKO I think you guys have probably smelled this out right uh, Shane Young opened up minus 158 and now he's minus 102 so Vegas is definitely trying to invite more action on Shane Young. A uh, Klein opened yeah. opened up plus one thirty six. He's minus one thirteen now. So we went from a plus line to a negative line. So I mean, they're pretty clear. I, I would imagine that's where the money's probably coming in on. Here, let's see if Klein wins the fight early, TKO, KO, or submission plus one sixty two. I like that. You guys are both catching a plus line there. If it ends in the second, it's plus six fifty. If it ends in the first, plus four four fifty. So again, you're looking at a, you're looking at a series of bets where they're, you're all, you're catching a plus line, and you can lay down three bets and just hope that one of them's right. One of the one of them's right. We'll figure out which one. James or Mason. We'll we'll know Saturday. <laughs> yeah, this isn't going to. I think getting knocked out just depends when. Just win. Okay. Yeah, just win. <laughs> <laughs> so you could just back the. They agree on the early finish, so just take that the, the plus one sixty two and be happy. All right, we only got a few more fights left, right? I think we've got three. I three, believe. yeah, I think so. Yeah, so next up we've got a light heavyweight bite, uh, bout between William Knight and uh, Alexa Kummer. Is that what you got, mate? Yes, that's it. That's, that's right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm very much looking forward to this one. I think you've got a guy on William Knight who's eight and one, who Nixon, uh, whose nickname is the Nightmare, and against a guy like Alexa Kummer, who's the slight favourite. I think going into this one, who's six and zero, oh, he's got the perfect record, and he's got the the significant uh, reach advantage over William and he's got the height advantage over uh, William. So it'll be interesting to see this fight. I'm very much looking forward to this one. This is probably one of the more underrated bouts in this one because a lot of people have been very torn in this fight. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I think well, from what I'm seeing, most people are saying that this fight is not going to go the distance. I totally agree. 
both men have the ability to finish one another. It's oh, it's going to be a tough one on paper. I, I genuinely don't know. It's it really is going to be a tough one. I'm just I don't know about William. I just I'm not convinced yet. He's very great in terms of his. I don't know. He's just improving fight by fight. Obviously, he's got the loss under his belt in terms of his striking and his wrestling. They're very underdeveloped. I think that comes as he fights more. Whereas look at Alex Cameron, he's very good in terms of wherever the fight goes. And I, I don't know. It's just he's just very explosive. Cameron, he can sort of outwork, and he has the ability to go the full distance. But again, can get a very early finish, and he's just got the. I think, in my opinion, Cameron is very superior in terms of his striking and I think he sort of edges it in terms of that department oh, I don't know I think a lot of people have been very torn in this fight as I said because both men are going to sort of finish one another again I don't think again oh, did we lose you James we may have lost James well when he gets back we'll see what he thinks Mason what do you think man well I, I've gone for a William Knight third round TKO I think the number of finishes on his record adds up, and he's got—I think he's got really good stand-up in his ground ground and pound game. I think's next next to on. So I, f- I think it'll end up in a ground and pound TKO situation in third round. Okay. Oh, re- yeah, gotcha. In let's see. Well, James dropped off. We'll give him a minute to see if he can come back here. If not, we'll just uh, we'll just keep pressing on. Uh, William Knight, interesting. He opened up plus one forty-eight, so he's and he's plus one forty now. So he's gotten a little bit worse. Uh, Kamir opened up minus 172 is minus 162 now. So he got a little bit better. I kind of like where your head is at, uh, Mason. Cause it looks to me like yeah. William Knight has enough, enough value there that you kind of want to back him with that plus line. I don't know. I don't know that he's yeah, going to win necessarily, but I think there's some value there. Let's see, let's get James back in. Are you back? James? Hello, can you hear me? Yes, sir. We can hear you now. Oh, I'm sorry about this. <laughs> Literally, it's just started tipping it down in Portsmouth, and I think my Wi-Fi, I've been having so many problems with it. It's just absolutely abysmal, but I think I'm back now. <laughs> You're back. All right, let's – give me real quick. William Knight. Right, William Knight or Ken Knight. Right, yeah. Like I said, again, both very great in terms of their striking approach. Kama uh, hasn't got anything to worry about in terms of the fight going to the floor because I don't think William Knight has the ability to take the fight to the floor. It's going to be a case of who's got the best stand-up, and I'm not a big fan of Kama, so I'm going to go for Kama via first-round TKO. First-round TKO. Mason says third-round Knight K- uh, TKO. Night, night TKO. Night round. TKO. Third, yeah. All right, so since we're I, having... I just don't know. I think, yeah. Huh? Uh, yeah no, please go. Serious. I mean, I think... I was just thinking with Knight, I think he's very underdeveloped in terms of his approach. I just don't think he's quite there yet. He's obviously got the experience over Kamer, but I, I just don't know. I think his striking's not all there yet. Like compared to Kamer, he's just very explosive, but can also go the distance. So uh, that's why I've gone for Kamer via first round. All right. So if we're living on borrowed time here with the Wi-Fi, let's just skip all that and just go. Just, <laughs> let's go to the next. We'll go to the next fight. I'll, if you want to look at the breakdown, I'll break it down on the on the on the app, the DGens app. So. What's the next fight we got here? Uh, next up, is it a heavyweight between Juan Espina versus Jeff Hughes? Yes, is that uh, what you've got? That's right. Yeah. So what do you got in this one? Uh, just literally very quickly, I've gone for Juan Espino via first round submission. I just think he's very you know explosive from the get-go in terms of getting the fight to the floor, but he can. he's very capable. He's a very capable boxer. So is Hughes. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be a tough one on paper, but if he can get the fight to the floor early on in Espino, and sort of avoid the hard shots from Jeff Hughes, then maybe we'll see him get the better of him very early on, and hence why I'm going to go for a first-round submission. It's very optimistic, but again, yeah, that's what I'm going for. <laughs> Mason, what have you got in this fight? I've gone the exact same as James. I've gone for an Espino first-round submission. I think the well, all of his submission wins have come in the first round, and he's got the, he's got a great um, ground game. So for that reason alone, I think he's going to get the first-round submission win. Very good, very good. All right, let's go. Last fight, right? Yeah, last fight. Uh, Cadiz, oh, of course, uh, Hadis uh, Ibrahimov versus Danilo Marquez. Uh, you know, you know, fair enough. Do that, all right? Uh, well, if you look at Ibrahimov, he came into the octagon with the UFC. Well, say the UFC came into the octagon with a lot of hype behind his name, and he's defended uh, various titles, of course, for other promotions. And it'll be interesting to see how he does against the guy. 
like Danilo Marquez, who I think is nine and two, and they both got similar records. I think Cadiz is eight and three. They both got, in terms of their approaches, a lot of them have got very consistent, quick finishes between the two in terms of knockout power as well as the submission victories. So it'll be interesting to see how both men fare right from the get go. I, I, I think Cadiz is sort of going to want to keep the fight standing in my way and sort of be explosive in terms of his, of his approach early on and not well avoid the takedown and sort of keep the fight standing and hopefully potentially get the finish very early on. And I think he has the ability to get the fight done quickly against a guy like Danilo Marquez, who's just, I think he's very mediocre in terms of his wrestling, but he can get the fight there if need be. But I just don't think he's got the striking credentials compared to Kadi Sibrahimov, so I'm going to go for Ibrahimov by a first one, TKO. Alright, what have you got, Mason? Yeah, well, to be honest, I'm, it, it's similar to a couple of fights ago. I'm, I'm not too excited for this fight. I've gone for a Danilo decision, but I've got a feeling it's going to be a sluggish fight and he's just going to grind a decision out. I don't, I'm not looking forward too much to this bout. Yeah, okay, gotcha. All right. Well, like I said, I'll break all this down on the app. Uh, uh, Friday usually is when I take all the picks and we look at the lines and and everything. So we'll post that. I'll post that for you registered users on the DGENs app. So, yeah, that's cool. Get yourself sorted. I mean, I've I've, woke up to a wonderful sight this morning to see you've got merchandise now. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we are selling some T-shirts and, uh, you know, just a little bit. We'll have to get a we'll have to get an official James and Mason T-shirt going on here. You know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, go get the DJ merch out there. I mean, I'm loving the DJ drip that you've dropped. I might might even cut myself one, actually, when I get the student learning. (laughs) So watch this space arch. (laughs) Nice, nice. (laughs) All right. So but you guys are still doing the sports sesh, right? Yes, we're yes. doing the sports sesh over at, you know, you can check us out over on YouTube, uh, the sports sesh podcast. We've also got a Facebook page, the sports sesh podcast. Uh, if you want to see us chat a load of shite about MMA, football, darts, boxing, F1, you name it, we'll talk about it. Nice, nice. And Mason, do you have a separate podcast too? Like on your own or? No, no, I just do the sports sesh podcast with James. I just wanted to say to everyone, we had a. Well, my favourite guest a couple of weeks ago, we had MMA junkies John Morgan. So everyone go check that episode out. It's by far my favourite so far. Nice. I'll have the link for the Sports Sesh uh, podcast in the description. So just look a little bit under this play button and you'll see it. (laughs) All right, gentlemen. Thank you so much. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, some of these fights will be a lot of fun. Some of them will not. No, absolutely. You put it very generously there, Watch. All right, guys. Get the hell out of here. Talk to you later. Take care, my man. Cheers, Arch. Thank you. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.